Hello everyone, Andrew Levy here, and uh, another one of my uh, semi-regular podcasts, which I hope you're enjoying. And if this is the first one you're listening to, please have a look. You will find that there are all manner of topics. We've done quite a few in the course of this year. But right now I want to talk about strikes and some of the strikes that we've been seeing lately. And uh, you can, of course, legitimately ask the question, what is going on? I'm going to try and answer that in a way. And the first point that I, I want to make is that although obviously with COVID there was a dramatic fall in strike action, which is obvious because if people are locked down, if they're not working, they can't really strike. But equally, there is a great deal of sensitivity uh, around job security. So hopefully workers themselves are not keen on striking. Can we say the same for unions? Sadly not. And uh, it seems that in the last couple of months, we've had um, quite a, a spate of strikes. Of course, the most dramatic and the biggest one would be the one in the steel industry, which uh, finished uh, some weeks ago. And uh, that was NAMSA, which is the biggest and arguably the most militant union in South Africa at the moment. Um, and we need to look at that strike just a little uh, and see what motivated it and see how long it lasted and uh, was there any benefit in terms of the outcome. So I'll do that in a minute. But before I do, um, what I just want to say is the disappointing observation that the COVID disaster, if you wish to call it that, uh, appears to have made no difference at all to unions and their negotiating strategy. In other words, they're still coming in with a demand for 13 to 15% across the board, which they know they will never get, but they do it nonetheless. They have then the long, lengthy list of uh, items in the shopping basket, and uh, all in all, very frequently, the total uh, value of the claim is around 80 to 100% or more. And, of course, there's no employer in the world that can raise wages, benefits, and the cost of employment by 100% overnight. And what happens time and time and time again, and when I talk to trade unions, I try and point out that this is really bad negotiating strategy. It's because that when they sit down around the table, they know that they are going to settle in the area of the employer's offer rather than having the belief that they will pull the employer up to their opening demand. So psychologically, from the word go, they are at a disadvantage and they are going to have to move the most in a negotiation and all the evidence shows that if you have to move the most, you're going to make the greatest concessions. So really, it is not a wise negotiating strategy. And I thought um, up until very recently, the reason for this was that it had worked, certainly in the past, way back in the 80s for the unions. So why give up something if it's working for you? But in reality, um, having spoken to some of the unions recently and, and done some work um, in that space, it is because they believe firmly that you need room to move in a negotiation. Of course, that's true, but your moves must be credible. Now, if we look at some of the 
absolute foolishness on the employer's side. For example, it's the 0% opening. And there's only one time in labor that you open at 0%, and that is when, come hell or high water, you're going to finish at 0%. And the minute you open at zero, the union is saying, these guys are bargaining in bad faith, they're unrealistic, and we'll get what we want. And in point of fact, frequently they do. So these extreme openings make no sense. And it's far better to make small graduated moves, which get smaller and smaller by the time, signaling that there's no more or less and less to give, and you need more and more pressure to give it. Um, and, And that really is the way to go. But at some point, the bluff is going to be called, and a strike may ensue. Now, if we look at a large number of the recent strikes, uh, and if we look at the metal strike in particular, it's always a um, a silly exercise to say who won the strike. fact of the matter is that everybody loses in a strike. But equally, the fact of the matter is if you're a union um, and you pull your members out for three to four weeks and you don't get any more for it or what you want, you have still got to parade this as a great victory for the working class um, because you can't lead your troops over the top, have them mown down by opposing gunfire and say, guys, wasn't that a brilliant move? Look how well we did to the three people who left standing. And so if you look at Erwin Jim's comments after the Namsa strike, you'll see an example of that. But the fact of the matter is that the strike could have been avoided. There could have been a settlement at that rate that in point of fact, the strike could probably have settled a week sooner, but it didn't. And certainly not answering the question who won it. But if you say, well, who got more of what they wanted? Undoubtedly, the employers. And again, one can look at NUMSA specifically and see one or two other strikes, which they've called, um, which have had a similar outcome. And so the fact of the matter is, that while there are fewer strikes, there does seem to be a small pickup in them at the moment. It also seems as certainly if you're a big corporation uh, and you dig in or you are at a bargaining council level, the strike is probably going to go three weeks or more, three to four weeks, but it is unlikely that the union are going to make any great gains. I think the employer's Uh, are simply saying, we can't afford it. We haven't got the money. They're taking a strong stand. And in part, the unions have heard this so often and so frequently they have got more um, that they don't necessarily understand uh, the climate that we're in. So I think when it comes to strikes in uh, this situation, there are going to be more They're going to be more difficult, and as in the metal strike, the longer a strike goes on, the greater the risk there will be of damage to property, of of burning, of possibly looting, uh, of injury to employees, and and even their death, which is, of course, um, an unspeakable situation. But it's a real risk as the strike goes on, and certainly uh, if workers still want to keep working. Now... I think there's a strong move amongst the workers, the ground uh, swell, as it were, um, of not wanting to strike at the moment. And that's understandable. 
with unemployment at its levels, with job prospects being what it is. Not quite clear to me that that fine nuance, which in reality, of course, is not that fine, is fully understood um, by the unions. And there is still all manner of evidence in bargaining that it's pure bad faith. Now, on this basis, and as my last comment here, I want to draw your attention, please, to the Code of Good Practice on Collective Bargaining, Strikes, Lockouts and Picketing, which was published some 18 months ago by government in an attempt to reintroduce into our labour practice, if not our labour law, the duty to bargain in good faith. And perhaps um, in our next podcast or two, particularly if um, I hear that people would like to hear that, I will dissect the code in uh, fair detail. But let me say at the outset that it is a balanced, fair, reasonable document. It spells out in great detail what does and what does not constitute good faith bargaining. And if you are in HR and you're serious about it, if you're having to deal with negotiations, please please, please study the code carefully. It'll be a treasure trove for you. So there we are. That's what's happening um, in and around strikes. Inevitably, um, we find when we go into silly season that we have some uh, really strange strikes, one or two that may be uh, quite bizarre. But uh, if that happens, we'll, uh, uh, we'll mention them because you need to keep a uh, sense of, I don't necessarily want to say humour about labour relations. It's not the world's most humorous subject, um, but it's nice to uh, uh, see that it's not all blood, sweat and tears. I'll speak to you next time. Take care. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.